Hi, hello, how are you, sunshine? Welcome to the Waves of Joy podcast. My name is Shauna Diddle. I am a small town girl from upstate New York. I'm a diagnostic medical sonographer, a certified personal trainer, digestive health specialist, six-figure entrepreneur, future functional medicine doctor, and conscious joy spreader. I am obsessed with helping you navigate the undercurrents of life. The time we spend together will teach you how to live simply, leave the mundane, travel the world, demystify happiness, and radiate joy. So get ready to massively uplevel your life starting today. Confidence is not a fixed personality trait. It's a muscle you build through exertion. Today, I have the pleasure of bringing on one of my dear friends. And when I say dear friends, I mean we just met a month ago, but she's definitely somebody I'm going to keep in my life for a long, long time. Lisa is the owner of the Leadership Development and Coaching Company. It's called The Confidence Track. With more than 20 years of corporate leadership experience, she talks about energy leadership index. And we learn today about all the different levels of energy and how they determine our success and our overall life satisfaction, whether we're at work or in our personal lives. Stay tuned, send this episode to a friend, and turn the volume up real loud. Hey, Lisa, how are you? Hey, I am great, Shauna. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited. We have like so much to talk about. Well, I am super excited to be here today. So thank you so much. Absolutely. For those of you that don't know, Lisa and I just met like what, a month ago? Literally yeah, just sat yeah. next to each other, right? At a, at a speaker's meeting. And we're going to talk a lot about energy today, which is I feel like one of the reasons her and I clicked, we hit it off, we felt that energy and uh, and how that what that looks like in your life. So Lisa, just tell me a little bit about yourself. I am a leadership development uh, coach. My company is called The Confidence Track. So what I do is uh, a lot of the foundation that I work from is around building confidence. And with all of my years in corporate leadership positions and all of the trainings I've sat through and helped with, I, I continue to see a core skill that was often overlooked, and that's confidence. And a lot of people think of confidence as being a trait, but it is a skill that needs to be uh, built and strengthened and refined and in leadership. And, and, and it doesn't mean that you have to lead a group of people. Everyone is a leader in their life. And when you're lacking some of that confidence, it can really make it more difficult to make so many other decisions and to do so many other things. And so I built a practice that's really the foundation of it is building and strengthening confidence. Wow. I love that. And do you think confidence is like innate? Like you think you're just confident or you're not, or you truly think like you could be the most shy person and you can build confidence? I, so there are people who think that, okay, you're either born with confidence or you're not. I disagree with that. Oh, I, I do agree that some people tend to be more naturally confident than others. Yes. Uh, it's like someone being more extroverted or, you know, certain people have different skill sets. Confidence is a skill and that means that it can be built and it can be, you can be trained on how to gain confidence and how to continually use it. I liken it to going to the gym, right? You're not um, going to go out and just run a marathon without doing any training. If if you don't feel fully confident, you have to work at it. And it's something that you continually need to work at. And, and it doesn't mean it has to be hard. You just have to have the awareness to do it. 
That's so true. It's so true. And you can be confident in some areas of your life and not so confident in others. When you decided to kind of deep dive into this, were you already very confident or were you like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to learn along the way and this is going to be my story. Like, what did that look like for you? Well, I know I've not always been confident and, and there are definitely areas of my life that I don't have confidence, but I had a really uh, eye-opening experience with imposter syndrome, actually, and and that's what drove me to start my own practice. And it really affected me in a big way in, in my career and life, and it was pretty eye-opening for me. And once I started doing more research on it, realizing 70% of adults will experience imposter syndrome at some point in their lifetime, I thought, you know, what can I do to help people not go through what I did? And so it, it was a journey for me, for sure. And, and it's learning ways to strengthen confidence that, that has helped me greatly. And that's why I'm now doing what I'm doing. I love that. Like a story is everything. Um, yeah. When you first kind of decided to step away, what were you doing? And how did that how did that uh, that path look for you? Because everybody's path into entrepreneurship and starting your own practice looks very different. So what did that look like for you? Well, I've been in corporate pretty much my entire career. And most recently, uh, you know, I, I was working for a Fortune 300 company, 20,000 employees. I was a director leading a team of 75 people across the U.S. and Canada went into their talent development group because that was an area of passion that I really wanted to get into. And so I, I asked to join their professional and talent development group. And I did on my own, I sought out coaching certification and intentionally picked one of the most intensive programs that I could find because I decided if I'm going to do this, I'm going full in and I, I want to be challenged and, and really become the best that I could be. And so it was a big step. I uh, decided to leave corporate and for years have been really wanting to do my own thing and helping people in this way that I, I really believe that that I can help and have helped. And it's been amazing. It's been an amazing journey. It's a big step, you know, to do that. But I think if you walk into it realistically and not with rose colored glasses on that, you know, it, it can be life changing for people. Oh, that's that hits me right to the core because the hardest, the the biggest thing for me is when people get to a point in their life and then they regret not leaving and they regret. And so, do you think is there a certain monetary amount? Is there a certain place you need to be to walk away? Like I said, this journey looks different for everybody, but I get that question a lot. Like, how did you leave your nine to five? And and I can only say my own story. So, what did that look like for you? Like, did you have certain, you know, a checklist? What did you know? What did that look like? I continue to read. Okay. Uh, it's easier to start a side business or a new business while you are still gainfully employed. Right. And I, I continue to read that. And that was advice that I would read from people. And, and then other people would say, just jump, just do it. I, I did have a monetary amount for me that I wanted to have saved up because I did not want to be stressed about the money side. And and I know it takes a while and it does. And whatever time frame you think that it takes to build a business, you might want to even double that, honestly. Uh, and I've read that so many times and, and it's my own experience. Things are slower than, than you think they will be. And so it depends on what your expenses are. It depends on 
what lifestyle that you feel you really have to live. And sure, you might have to cut back on some things, but, but I would say, give yourself plenty of time. Like if you think you're going to have a full blown business within a few months, boy, something that I don't, and I would love to talk to that person. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. So I would say whatever time frame you think it's going to take, lengthen that to be realistic so that you're not stressed for money. And because that can be a big distraction and it can also suck up your energy, right? So if you're stressed and worried about something, you are taking so much energy away from what you need to build your business that it can really make a big impact on that. So it's a different answer for everybody. I agree. And I loved, I just wanted to hear your side of it, your story, because all you can tell is your own story, right? And it's going to help. I would say, I hope to help one person, but if I can help other people by asking about other people's stories, I think that's very powerful. And then for you, you mentioned the coaching certifications. Do you feel like that sets you apart in your field? Like we talked about the imposter syndrome, right? And often we look and we're like, oh, everybody's doing this. Why, why would I be different? How do you set yourself apart in your industry? Do you feel like it's the certifications? Do you feel like it's your delivery? How do you see yourself compared to other people in what you do? I, so, so for me, so the, the coaching industry is not regulated, which really is unfortunate because someone can take a two hour course online and call themselves a coach. Someone cannot do anything and call themselves a coach. And so it, it really is an interesting industry. I, for me, based on all of my corporate leadership experience and just wanting to be the best I can and to offer the best to my clients, I chose to go down that path and choose one of the most intensive programs I could find. Because again, I wanted to make sure I was approaching it from a proven methodology, not just my own opinions. And thankfully I did because coaching is completely different from mentoring and consulting coaching. You are asking a lot of questions. You're not really telling a person what to do. Everyone really has the answers within them. They just have so many roadblocks that they cannot see it for themselves. And so when I work with clients, it's about asking a lot of the right questions that they are thinking of things of, wow, I've not really thought about it that way before. And, and coaching sessions can be powerful, but it's what happens after those coaching sessions, which is where some of the most transformative work happens because the person is left thinking about these things, right? And, and they spend the next week or two thinking about these things that we talked about. And it just opens up a whole different world from that for them than they were allowing to happen in the first place. So I think good coaching certification does help just to learn the right skill sets. Uh, You know, as far as what differentiates me, I I think everyone has maybe a different market that they work with. Some are relationships, some are, um, you know, maybe substance abuse, or there, there are so many different avenues that coaches can really focus on. And again, for me, and my experience, it's it's about leadership and, and confidence and that path. Yeah, no, that's, I love it. I love it. So speaking of that, so you left the, the nine to five, you left corporate, started your own thing. You've done that entrepreneur hustle, which is not easy. And I love how you said double the time that you think it's going to take because boy, is that the truth? Yeah. Uh, read, read, read came for like for me, the more books I read, the more podcasts I listened to. 
everything has a little bit of something in there for you, you can take away, even if it's just a line, like the speakers meetings we go to, meetups are really, really great. Um, but the one thing you and I have talked about a couple of times is kind of the isolation of leaving corporate and going off on your own and how you can get into your own head. And so before we really deep dive into how you're helping your clients, how do you handle that transition or how have you, or how can you do it better? Sort of, you know, there's different kinds of ways you can look at that. Um, I feel, and, and that's a great question. And, and that's an important one to me because I feel that a person needs to surround themselves with whatever feeds them. Right. So working from home has been amazing. And, and I love the freedom to be able to work from home. Sometimes I need to be around like-minded people or entrepreneurs or people that just feed this, you know, motivational energy. So for me, okay, the National Speakers Association, great group of people and going to that organization, I feel energized every time I leave those meetings, I'm learning new things, I'm seeing perspectives on building a business that maybe I had not considered meeting people like you that, you know, you just connect and, and you really feed off of each other. Another thing for me is I love going to cool coffee shops that are super energetic, a lot of people. And it's not that I'm sitting there watching everyone else or even, <laughs> even talking to other people. It's the energy around that I, I can get so much done being in a, in a coffee shop, that's just got a lot of activity and, and a great vibe going on for me. It's finding those things that, that up level my energy so that I can feel motivated and inspired. And that's going to look different for everybody, but very important if you do, you know, when you do leave, whatever it is, that's not serving you and go into something that it's going to feel lonely and isolating and you're going to get into mm -hmm. your own head. So find what serves you there so you can, you can thrive and excel. And you're so right. Being around like-minded people, I leave those meetings and I have all these ideas that why, why couldn't I think of those on my own? Well, it's because right. we're meant to be around other people. We're meant to bounce ideas off people like you and I do. We sit there and talk and and I think that's super important. So I just wanted to talk about the business aspect of things a little bit before we kind of deep dove into how you help your clients and how you serve people and confidence and energy and all those things. So let's kind of talk about your um your baseline. Like where do people start with you? And like what are the actionable items you have you put into place for them? Like what does a, a program with you look like? Yeah. So I I start my clients off with an attitudinal assessment. So there are a lot of assessments out there. I'm sure, you know, a lot of folks have heard of the Myers-Briggs and, and those types. And a lot of those are personality assessments, which are great. The assessment that I do is called the Energy Leadership Index Assessment. And it's based on attitude, which is what I love about it, because attitudes can be changed, right? And, and it's being aware of what, what is what attitude do you carry with you every day? So there's seven different levels of energy that this assessment gauges. And, you know, you take the assessment, you get your results and clients are usually like, oh my gosh, what does all of this mean? And, you know, we do a one-on-one -on -one debrief and we do a pretty deep dive into what the reports show. And I ask a lot of questions and it's very eye-opening. And, you know, so what I like to ask is, before they even take it, how, do you know how you're showing up each day uh, in your personal life at work? Because how you're showing up, it affects not only how others show up, but also how your life shows up in return. And when you're not aware of 
like what energy you're carrying with you every day, you might continually wonder, okay, why am I getting the results I'm getting? Why is my team, you know, reacting the way they are? Why are my children not doing what I want them to do or my relationship? (laughs) Maybe my personal relationship has been, maybe there's been a lot of friction and whatever that might look like. It's really eye-opening when you become aware of how you are showing up each day. That makes sense. Absolutely. Attitude. And then prior to us recording, we talked about attitude versus personality. So somebody's sitting here thinking, well, I just am the way I am. Like, what are you, what are we going to do about it? Um, and so what do you say to those people? Have you guys tried Organifi? Their story began with wanting to make a healthy lifestyle easier for everyone. They noticed a lot of quick solves and empty health promises that left people frustrated and feeling hopeless. And after discovering the healing powers of superfoods, they knew they found a way to make healthy living easy, fun, and delicious. And I have to agree 100%. I'm not one to promote anything that hasn't changed my life. And Organifi has completely transformed the way I feel every single day. In the morning, I take their green juice. It has ashwagandha, corella, spirulina. It promotes balanced cortisol and stress levels. It's perfect for weight management, detoxifies the body. In the afternoon, when I want to grab my energy drink, I drink their red juice. It has red beet, cordyceps, rhodiola. It's a caffeine-free energy boost provided by nature's best, real berries, powerful adaptogens, and extremely low sugar. Exactly what we need for that two o'clock crash. Now, post-workout, I just recently tried their vanilla protein. Oh my gosh. It's 100% organic, plant-based, no soy or whey. I don't feel terrible after I eat it. Lately, I've been putting it in uh, with some cinnamon, maybe some uh, uh, creatures of habit, just depending on how I'm feeling. You know, I just feel full and satisfied after eating their protein. And lastly, my pre-workout or at some point during the day, I drink pure. This is a specialized blend formulated with ingredients to help with learning, memory, focus, and clarity. Who doesn't need or want all of that? It addresses the gut-brain access. It supports strong cognitive function. And I'm telling you guys, I drink these four things every single day. Now, Organifi has been a game changer in my health, and I want you to add this into your lifestyle as well. I want you to feel good, show up as your best self. And in doing that, you can use the code SQUATS to save you money, and the link is in the bio. And... What has been most eye-opening for me, I think, is that just the just the not being aware. Like I've had many clients who are they carry frustration with them daily and and they wonder why maybe why is work so frustrating or why is my team, you know, pushing back all the time? And when they realize that again how they're showing up may be affecting how those others are showing up in return once that connects with people i think that's one of the biggest transformational things that can happen because they realize that they're really driving what they are getting back in response and i like to give um an example let's just use a relationship as an example that if you are experiencing frustration and you're kind of combative or resistant to having open conversations, maybe resistant to even admitting to some of your own faults, like, okay, I could be doing this better. Instead, you're very defensive. So imagine having that conversation with your partner 
and approaching it from that perspective, how productive do you think that conversation is going to go? How, how much improvement do you think you will see happen if you approach it from that perspective versus if you walk into it, to the conversation and you're like, okay, let me, let me listen to you. What, what are you seeing? How can I, how can I learn from this, right? Have a growth mindset. What can I take from this that uh, the situation that I might be able to improve upon or do something differently? So when you think of approaching the conversation from those two different perspectives, you can potentially see what the outcomes could be. And that's no different with anything else in life, whether it's work or personal life and how you approach situations. And, and it's so much harder. <laughs> you make it sound amazing. And, and once you can implement it, it's the most amazing, rewarding thing ever. But it's kind of one of those things where habits are going to compound, don't you think? Like it's little small steps, little changes, recognizing, being aware that you're reacting instead of responding. That's kind of what I like to say. Like, are you going to take a step back, take a deep breath, Mm-hmm. and answer? Or are you going to just jump on to somebody, whether as a leader in a relationship, all of those things? Yeah, I love how you put that, Shauna, because there is a big difference between responding and reacting, right? It's it's taking that moment and a deep breath and just collect your thoughts. And whether that be for three seconds or five minutes, whatever it is, that can make such a big difference because we we are, our brains are wired for that fight or flight. We are instantly ready to react because something might eat us, right? It's just how we are wired. And so there's so much that we need to be intentional with that often we're not, we are just reacting like you mentioned. So would you say between talking to leaders, do you talk to a lot of leaders and like just people that want to better themselves and have more confidence? Or do you have like, you know, what what are your groups of people that you speak to and how do you how do you navigate like um, change with these people, right? Because I feel like a leader needs to show up well at home and for themselves before they can show up for a group. So that's mm-hmm. like different kind of work versus, hey, I just I want to be more confident and show up in my relationship better and and respond and not react. So what does that look like when you're so, like coaching? Yeah, that that's a great question. So we tend to, whether it's personal or work, because you're right, that it starts with a person, no matter what situation you're in. And so we work through the main confidence roadblocks, which everyone has uh, to some level. When I say that, those are limiting beliefs. Those are assumptions that we make, interpretations that we make, and also the saboteur, which is that voice in your head that tells you you're not good enough. And a lot of work I do tends to be focused around limiting beliefs because how we see the world is based on our experiences, our upbringing. You and I could go to the same meeting, Shauna, and we leave and we both might have complete, we might have different accounts as to how the meeting went or what we got out of the meeting, right? Because you're seeing it from your perspective and your life experiences as am I. So a lot of times when we're talking confidence roadblocks, we have, you know, for example, maybe I'm going to tie in imposter syndrome. Maybe you had experiences where you had a lot of uh, pressure put on you to be perfect or to get the high grades or whatever those are. And that carries with you 
through life and you don't want to fail. You don't, uh, maybe you struggle with feeling that say you're promoted and maybe you feel you weren't really deserving of that, that you feel other people are more deserving than you are. So imagine stepping into a leadership position, carrying that with you, how that might affect how you lead the group, the, de the decisions you make that also carries in your personal life because you're carrying that with you no matter where you go. And so everyone's got some of these battles that they, they deal with and, and it's normal. It is completely normal for us to have limiting beliefs or to make assumptions because something happened this way. We assume that it will happen again the same way if, if we do it again. Um, interpretations. Shauna didn't talk to me at that meeting. I must have said something to make her mad, right? <laughs> we build these stories in our heads and yep. and all of these things collectively can really can really affect how we show up on any given day, whether it's our personal life at home or at work. And it's it's easy to do what we've always done, right? And it's easy to stay the same. We want to be comfortable. We, we would stay so uncomfortable because we want to avoid discomfort to that extent. Yeah. Like to that extent, there's so many statistics on this. It's like, it's ridiculous. But risk and discomfort are, is what like, that's change. Like that's how you show up differently. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. We, uh, we want our brains, again, are wired. We, our brains want us to be comfortable. We, we don't want to perceive any threats or discomfort because it's not what we're used to. We just want to be without having disruption and, and that discomfort for sure. And yes, I love how you say that. There is, there's so much research out there <laughs> and discomfort is where I think some of the greatest things are waiting for us. And it's it, usually you get right to the edge and you're about to go back, but that's the point where you don't go back. You stay there, you stay there and you let it suck because the suck is what's going to get you to yeah. the next step. And everybody who's done something like my, my biggest takeaway always is like, expect to fail, expect to fail, expect it to be hard and uncomfortable and feel alone. And man, nobody's sitting here on the other end, listening to this being like, yeah, sure. Sign me up. However, <laughs> If you want to be the 1% that changes your life and builds the confidence and has good energy, right? Law of attraction. I would have never attracted you five years ago. I was not the same Shauna and I know yeah. that, but I've put in the work and I'm sure you've done the same mm -hmm. to attract those people into your life, to show up at those meetings, even though it's easier to sit at home in your sweatpants. Right. We talked about this, getting out of your element, like attracting those people into your life and things don't just start happening just because the universe decided today was the day. It's because you're doing things and yeah. it's happening for you. And you have to recognize those little things that feel like nothing are really big. Absolutely. And, you know, there, there's a piece of advice that I share with people and everyone finds their own thing, but I'll share something that really got me through uh, challenging times with limiting beliefs and everything. And that is I started telling myself whenever so like imposter syndrome, for example, or confidence, when I would be triggered, it often was when I would be put into a situation that, of course, I hadn't, didn't have much experience in or maybe no experience in. And that would really flare up for me. What I started doing was I started telling myself, I'll figure it out. And as simple and maybe silly as that sounds, I cannot tell you how much that one phrase has changed how I approach everything because what it does is it tells my brain it, that my brain doesn't have to be overwhelmed with thinking I have to have everything figured out right now. 
it tells my brain that I don't have to have all of the answers all of the time. And, and so what it did, as I started using that more consistently and repeatedly, it, it just instantly deflated that anxiety that would creep up and that self doubt. And, and it also made me realize I always have figured it out. It might have taken a little work, but I figured out every situation I've ever been in. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here today. And so I share that with people because, and again, maybe saying I'll figure it out doesn't work for you. Maybe it's something else, but it really has made a difference in my life and how I look at things and think about things. Oh, that's so powerful because I'm the same way. Um, for me, instead of I'll figure it out, it's everything will be okay as soon as you're okay with everything. I tell myself yeah. that all the time. Everything is workable. Everything is fine. And what you tell yourself becomes your reality. Like that's not just woo-woo stuff you read. That is so true. If you're going to call yourself fat and ugly and worthless and all these things, like I'm sorry, but that's how it's, life is going to show up for you. And that's what Absolutely. I've realized. Absolutely. You have to be kind to yourself. Um, and I love that. Yeah, we are listening to the narrative that we tell ourselves constantly. And right, we don't stop thinking. So we are constantly thinking. So yes, think about what you're thinking, right? Be aware of what types of thoughts are you feeding yourself? Is it is it junk food? Or is it healthy food that you are feeding not just your body, but but your brain, your thoughts, it changes absolutely everything because your thoughts, your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings dictate what actions you take and what actions you take are the results that you get in life. So it all starts with those thoughts when you think about it. Yep. Oh, it's so true. I love this. Oh my gosh, so much good information. So people out there listening, how can they connect with you? How can they learn more, hire you as a coach, all the things, where can we find you at? So my website is theconfidencetrack.com. Okay. And so you can find me there. You can see a variety of the programs that I offer. I have a awesome 12 week course called elevating career confidence that I have worked with groups of people within organizations. And it is, it's a super cool concept, actually uh, different than a lot of corporate programs out there, but you can also learn more about the assessment that I talked about as well, the energy leadership index assessment and I speak on a variety of topics too. And, and it's just, there's so much that we can do to help each other out there. This is great stuff. Oh, I love that. Okay. So you have your website and then you're on LinkedIn as well, correct? I am. I'm okay. on LinkedIn as well. Lisa K. Hins, H-I-N-Z. Perfect. And again, the confidence track, if you see that with my LinkedIn profile, then you've got the right person. Surprisingly, there are several Lisa Hinses out there. I, I had no idea, but. Really? Okay. Well, you're the first one I know. I'm going to put the link in the show notes for everybody as well, just okay. so nobody has any confusion. Um, but before we leave today, I always like to ask my guests, you know, waves of joy, right? Navigating the heavy and light seasons of our lives can be super difficult. And I think you talked a lot about your your mindset and showing up in life. But what advice would you give our listeners for how you've navigated the heavy and light seasons in your life? I would say, I, I think my biggest piece of advice is to surround yourself with what feeds you meaning if if it's a coffee shop right do find those things where you feel elevated even if it's just a little bit because at your lowest points it can be really hard to see any any light right any ray of sunshine and you just have to make your body go towards something that provides even just a little bit so if it's 
calling up your best friend and just say, Hey, I need a, you know, kick in the rear end or a coffee shop or funny cat videos. I know <laughs> it's crazy, but anything to get your mind distracted from those lows. And, and the more you do that, I think the easier it becomes. But when you're in that stuck mode where you don't feel that anything can change, it can be hard. And, and I don't, um, I, I absolutely understand that. So it's just finding the, the littlest things and those little things eventually start to add up to big things and it builds momentum. Yes, so good. So true. Thank you so much, Lisa. I really appreciate you. And I'm going to have you back on for round two because I feel like you have a lot more to tell us. But for now, uh, you guys can find Lisa in the show notes. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Wow, the amount of value Lisa just provided us just unmatched. My energy is through the roof right now thinking about these little things that we can implement into our lives. And I hope you're feeling the same way. Remember, when you live with purpose, you tap into wells of endless energy confidence, joy, and love. And I want that for each and every one of you. Send this episode to a friend. Be sure to look Lisa up in the show notes, give her a follow on LinkedIn, look up her website. She is a wealth of knowledge and a wonderful human being. I love you all so much. Please be kind, give back, drink your water, eat your veggies, smile.